0: I'm Neil Wilkins, and welcome to the Mindful Living Show. So, this one is a little bit different. This is something I'm calling Friday Focus SEO, Search Engine Optimization. This was a 30-minute discussion with a group of apprentices from Cambridge Marketing College and uh, this is the kind of supporting and mentoring activities that we do to try and get people thinking about uh, the value of various elements um, of digital marketing within their organisations, be they large or small. I think this is particularly relevant if you're in a small business uh, or maybe you're a sole trader looking to get some kind of profile online. Um, And in this particular session, we talk about search engine optimization, being attractive to Google at the same time as trying to balance that with customer or visitor optimization because it's all very well getting people to the front door, but they need to come into the website. So I hope you enjoy this session. Uh, It's a short 30 minute uh, little glimpse of uh, some behind the scenes conversations, which hopefully you will find very useful and you will find the details of the um, services and uh, software that we talk about in this in the uh, description of this particular podcast. So, okay, so welcome to Friday Focus. Here we are, 28 minutes to go, and we're on the subject. Thank you, Hannah, Um, search engine optimization. Um, We had a couple of apologies um, to Jasmine, who has been, I think, an ever present, um, as has Hannah since the very start of these, um, has uh, said, I think she's away uh, today. Um, So she's uh, sent her apologies, but everybody else uh, has been invited. So hopefully they'll be there. Um, and I think we've got Carl just uh, coming in now. So that's good. So yes, search engine optimization, SEO. So I want to do what I normally do which is just a little um, kind of intro piece and uh, see what you think of the way that I interpret and describe um, SEO, because I think everybody has a slightly different take on this. Um, but for me, it's a really, really clear thing. And I just wanna kind of explain what I think it's all about. So um, on screen at the moment. So I'm sharing a, a kind of a, a framework, if you like, for the way that I describe SEO. So search engine optimization. I think it's a bit of a misleading title, uh, to be fair, because it implies that we're just optimizing our websites for the search engines. So I'd say, yeah, partly optimizing for Google, but also, and I've been banging this drum for many, many years, also at the same time, if we can, optimising for the customer, because you can do something that makes Google very, very friendly to you, and you tick all the Google boxes, but actually, a cert, um, um, from the customer's perspective, it's absolute pants, and actually what you've created is just its a whole bunch of kind of key phrases and things in the wrong places, and It used to be a really, really big void between the two. So in between optimising for Google and optimising for the customer, there was a lot of clear water and they were two completely different things. The nice thing, and I think this is um, quite encouraging for marketers, is that as time has gone by, these two things are starting to join up because Google is, as you'd expect, very, very clever. So Google is doing what's called sort of semantic learning. In other words, it looks at... Um, improving things from a human perspective so what we're doing is we're looking for little um, kind of differences um, in terms of this whole thing about continuous improvement because when you look at seo if you've done seo last week this week it's different it's changed if you're doing it now it's going to be out of date next week and that's the kind of nature of the beast really But what we can do is if we're looking to optimise for Google, in other words, come up nicely in the search rankings as appropriate, not always necessarily page one. Everybody says, oh, you've got to be on page one and stuff. You've got to be in an appropriate place for what you're offering and what you're talking about. At the same time as optimising for the customer, we've talked obviously about customer journey, customer experience and stuff before. But optimising for the customer at the same time for Google, if we can kind of blend those two things together, then we're ticking the boxes in terms of our ranking, but we're also giving good experience. And to me, that's what good SEO is. It is partly the technical SEO, so making sure you're Google friendly, and I'll show show you some of the things in a second as to how we can sort of tick the boxes for Google, but also optimizing our content and doing kind of content SEO at the same time as technical SEO to continuously improve both the ranking and also the customer experience. So that's kind of how I define SEO. Now, you might have a slightly different perspective and that's fine. There's no kind of one correct way of doing this. And nobody really knows the definitive answer for Google. One, because it's constantly changing. And two, because if you did, you'd be worth billions, because obviously the value of ultimate SEO with Google would be almost infinitely priced. So nobody actually knows the real answer, although people will claim that they're experts in this. It's a constantly changing beast. So what I wanted to do is just to highlight if that is a starting point, well, it's a starting point, doesn't have to be the starting point. I wanted to highlight to you some of the things that you can do to look at for technical SEO, and I've got a few little um, checklists here, and also content SEO, because as you can see, there's quite a bit more you can do on the technical side for your website versus the content side. So we've got to make sure probably first that we're good to Google to get people to the front door, And then once we've got people to the front door, use content to get them in and get them moving around the site, okay? So this isn't about the measurement of what happens. This is actually about kind of setting things up in advance. So you'll see lots of stuff when you look at technical SEO, and I'm going to use um, some screen grabs here from Yoast, which is a really, really good little tutorial. Um, And if you've got a website um, based on WordPress, you can add the Yoast plugin. I think others are available. Um, And it's ultimately the best, probably simplest way to introduce yourself to all of the things you have to do for technical SEO okay so yoast toast but with a y um, is a really really good little starting point and what it does it says right okay for your page and of course this applies to each individual page you've got to decide what the key phrase is for that page okay this is simple stuff really you should be able to put a what's called a long tail phrase so in other words quite a descriptive piece that says what it does what it says on the tin okay so what is this page about so this particular page is about mindful living mindful marketing okay so it's as simple as that and the idea being that the longer the phrase the more specific it is to the content that a visitor is going to see on that page so it's not rocket science it's quite simple really so it's a kind of a descriptive piece that if somebody was to put into the search engines mindful living mindful marketing or combination of those things the chances are then you're in the game okay because if somebody else says oh i'm selling widgets well that clearly isn't mindful living mindful marketing therefore you're not in that game so it's just about getting on the um, on the pitch if you like it's not winning the game but it's getting on the pitch Then what you can do is to create an SEO title. Now this is where you get a little bit more specific as to the title of the page. And of course the phrase and the title, the description and the title need to kind of marry together quite nicely. So I've just added a little bit more granular detail here by saying it's by Neil Wilkins. Okay, so this is one of my pages. Next level down is to do what's called a meta description. Now this is where you get a nice chance to basically control. You don't have to fill this bit in and Google will do a best guess when it comes to have a look at your page. It will do a best guess and kind of take some of the words from the page, but you can choose which words they will present. Because if you can see here, there's a, basically this is what the, the page is about. This is the description. So if you put a meta description in, that is what's gonna be presented on the search results, okay? So Google will do this for you if you don't do it, but if you wanna control how you're being perceived, then it's a good idea to fill in the meta description. Then it goes on and on and on with uh, an analysis of the things that you could do to improve from a Google, I I keep saying Google, it does apply to most of the search engines because they kind of work in a very, very similar way, but I'll just say Google generically. These are the things that you can do to improve the, the, the score or the ranking versus other pages that have got a similar key phrase, similar description, similar SEO title. So what you need to do is make sure that you're consistent with your key phrases and descriptions in the page, Okay, So you need to be reflecting on the page what you're saying the page does. So again, think about this from a customer perspective. It means that when they land on the page, they're going to see what they would have expected to see. So it makes logical sense. It's good news, really. You need to also make good use of what are called H1, H2 and H3 headings. Okay, this is a little bit kind of of a little bit more techie, but basically it's the size of the font or the size of the text on the page. Now, obviously, an H1, headline one is going to be a big banner statement or your big banner title. And that really does need to reflect what your page is about. So the description and the SEO title. H2 and H3 are more kind of subheadings. So if you've got paragraphs of text, it's really a good idea to put H2 and H3, again, reflecting the same kinds of descriptions and definitions. It's really important to keep consistency here. Now you can see this page, because they're flagged in red here in Yoast, that means I've got work to do because it's telling me the things that are a real problem and that will negatively score me in the rankings for this particular page. Then into amber, these are the things that, you know, you could make an improvement. So the the, the reds are problems, I've got to sort those because I'm scoring down. The improvements are ways to kind of move up the search rankings. So here, I've got a couple of flags here. This is intentionally not a perfect page because if it was all green, you wouldn't kind of see some of the the challenges. So in here, two of the um, improvements that it's recommending I do is to check the alt attributes on my images. What does that mean? That sounds a bit too techy. So alt attributes are in effect the alternative attributes for the images. So in other words, if you go to a web page and you see it's got lots of images, but you switch images off, browsers nowadays, modern browsers, latest versions will actually read the descriptions behind the alternative text, the alternative attributes behind the image. So if you haven't put in a description of the image, if you haven't put in what's called alt text, which is the ability for the browser then to know what the image is, if you've switched images off as a visitor to the site, then you're gonna get scored down a little bit, okay? So it's saying here, out of the 12 images on this page, 10 have alt attributes with words, but that's a little bit much, okay? So what I need to do is probably be a little bit more descriptive about the image itself okay so this is about over optimizing so if you try and I've been saying so far about keeping everything consistent if you try to over optimize in other words just load it heavily your page with too many of the same phrase too many of the same description literally copying and pasting everything to try and kind of over optimize then you'll get scored down it'll say improve this a little bit be more descriptive of what's in the image because of course as we talked about last time with NFTs, images have their own life you know they travel around the web they get shared they get you know produced in search of their own accord so the image has got to be a standalone thing standalone asset in its own right and of course what you'd ideally want is for it to be linked to the page but not necessarily kind of overloaded as it were Um, Next one that's in in amber is the key phrase in the title doesn't contain the exact match. In other words what I'm needing to do is to basically join the dots in terms of the words on the top of the page, the early words that are there with the phrase, with the title and I've kind of I made a few little adaptations to make it more descriptive and it's saying just go back and revisit that and just make sure there's a consistency with how you're describing this page, kind of behind the scenes. And then all the stuff that's in green is stuff that you really do need to pay attention to because this can really make or break how you rank. Outbound links, you need to put outbound links away from your site. That It's called the internet, internet working. It's called that for a reason, and it's a web of links. So you need to be thinking about where else could I link to that would add value to the user or customer experience? So link to some relevant content outside of your site. Link to stuff internally so that people can click a call to action within the text, particularly, that goes to related topics within the site as well. So you need to get some links and sort of um, choices, if you like, Um, we can have a whole conversation about how many is too many another time, but it's about having a web of links really within your content. You can see here the key phrases are in the introduction. That's good. Key phrase length is good, so good job done there. Um, The key phrase density, found twice within the text itself. So I haven't overdone it. If you try to remember what I said about the user experience and the Google experience, if you try to put your key phrase in 20 times on the page, you're gonna get stung. So it's saying here, it's found a couple of times. So that's probably about the right sort of balance. And then the other stuff goes on. And the one I really wanted to highlight on here, because this then leads into our customer optimization is the the recommended text length for the page is somewhere between three and four hundred words. If you only do a page that's got a um, say fifty words or something like that, you'll probably appear in the problems. won't even be in the in the improvements, it'll be in the problems. And the reason being Google says you're not giving enough value because people some people still like to read content. So whilst we all go down the route of video and audio and lovely images and stuff, Google's saying, yeah, but you've still got to pay, you know, really good attention to content. So don't forget that. But if you do too much, it's too heavy. We haven't got enough time to be reading loads of words. So between three and four hundred words currently seems to be optimum. And that then takes us into the customer experience because the other thing, if you see the other little tab, we were just looking at the SEO tab in Yoast SEO, but if you click on readability, it does a similar thing from the customer's experience. Okay, So the SEO is the technical bit, The readability is the customer bit of the experience, and it will give you a traffic light scheme again. And again, chosen this page because it's not perfect. So it's got red, amber, and green. So the things it's looking for you to do is to use transition words, in other words, link sentences. So make your content um, read in a flow. Don't have staccato, standalone sentences because you think it's good for Google. It's not a nice experience for the reader. So make sure you're reading in kind of flowy, joined up grammar. Okay, as simple as that, really. Um, Keep it simple. Okay, so I've got an improvement score here that I could actually get this text a little more simple. Um, the plainer English that you use, if you're writing in English, the plainer English that you use, dumb it down, okay, particularly if you're writing, as I do, a lot of kind of marketing speak, it tends to get quite kind of marketing techy, and then I get scored down. So it's about writing for quite a, a junior person, as it were, I always sort of think, okay, if I'm writing for somebody very junior, somebody really young, then I'll talk in simple, in simple speak, and then that will then go into green. Another thing as well is writing um, in an active voice. It's an interesting one, this passive one where you almost write in the third person and you write quite kind of passively, um, you will get scored down. So you need to be using a nice balance of kind of active writing, in other words, quite, Sort of inspirational writing but writing that encourages people to click onwards that it isn't quite sort of defensive writing you're kind of going to be quite proactive writing it's all about the style but um, obviously you've got to do that within the brand sort of guidelines that you've got and, and varying the sentences and making sure that paragraphs aren't too long so break it up with those subheaders those h2 and h3 styles of text and if you break it up that is the way to, to kind of be a, you know, a good sort of friendly citizen, if you like, um, as far as both Google is concerned, but also as far as your um, SEO is concerned. So to me, that's a really nice kind of starting point for getting into a state where, you know, you've got a website that is actually then working. And the very nice thing about Yoast, and as I say, others are available, is that it gives you this traffic light scheme that allows you to continuously improve what you do. And it's just easy to consume. So you don't have to get particularly techie. You can literally just follow the traffic light scheme and it will guide you. Now, in your CRM system, if you've got a different form of um sort of a uh, website platform, uh, there may well be something different that you're using, but they tend to follow a similar kind of process. And so that's how I live and breathe SEO. Thoughts, feelings, feedback. Is there anything I'm doing wrong? Is there anything more I could do that you've done? How do you understand SEO? And what are you kind of thinking you might wanna do next? Over to you guys.
1: Hi. So um, I don't actually deal with our website management. That's uh, our digital officer that does that. But this is really interesting to know, and I'm going to feedback to him and say, "Are we using is it Yoast? Are we using Toast to do it?" And yeah, this this looks really good. So yeah, as I said, I, I didn't really know much about this, so this has been really interesting and helpful. So thank you very much.
0: Hey, you're very welcome. And I think just the way you're describing that before we hear from the others um, is I think what would be very useful, maybe in sort of three or four weeks time, because I know we've got the next three uh, topics already booked in, but maybe after those, maybe early August is actually is if we do a Google Analytics one, because I think that would lead on quite nicely from this one because then it's okay, when you see what you see, what does that actually then mean? So you've done a bit of optimization, how do you know whether it's really working? So maybe we'll supplement it with the Google Analytics. That would be really good.
1: Yeah, that'd be great, thank you. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, a couple of thoughts from me, uh, Neil, and uh, another way of um, categorizing SEO is um, on page and off page. So, uh, you know, SEO is also about what you do elsewhere. Um, and this is sometimes where, you know, your, your your PR efforts or your efforts on your social media and how they link back to your site, how they're driving traffic back to your website. That's uh, an important part of your uh, SEO operation. Um Yoast is um is is really really good and uh, they also if you know for for, for Hannah and uh, sorry is it sasha by the way yeah for, for Hannah and sasha um, you can do a little Yoast academy um, uh, which I've I've done even I've done it and uh, it's kind of video based takes you through all the aspects and then you get a little you you do a test at the end of each lesson and then you get a little accreditation that you can pop on to your uh, LinkedIn profile. Um, So I highly recommend doing that. Highly recommend doing that.
0: Brilliant, thank you for that. That's really interesting. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that actually. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, So you can add the certificate to your LinkedIn profile.
1: Mm. If you look at mine, you'll, you'll see it under accreditations. And uh, yeah, I think it's good. It's just good to show that you've got that because it's a bit of a black art, you know, it's the black art, isn't it? That uh, And as as marketeers, we're, we're bombarded by, you know, the most by people offering to um uh, you know um, get you to the top of the rankings and most of it is a complete load of old rubbish and wouldn't wouldn't do you any favors at all so as as marketers it's good to equip ourselves even if we're not going to be specialists because i think it is you know something that clearly a lot of agencies make um, make money out of specializing in in seo e- even if we're not going to be a specialist we should know enough about it to uh, ensure that the wool is not pulled over our eyes um and that if we're you know doing our own website with the help of plugins like Yoast, we can do the basics ourselves and then we understand, you know, the other elements of of SEO um, as as well, not just what goes on on the page.
0: I think that's a really key point because I think as long as we know enough to ask the questions either of colleagues or of agencies we can talk credibly we don't need to become and I wouldn't ever claim to be an SEO expert as such um, but we need to know enough to be able to kind of challenge really because otherwise like you say the wall can be pulled over your eyes and you sort of think oh are they doing a good job I don't know and it's almost kind of embarrassing as a digital marketer to kind of go there because you think I should really know what I'm on about so I think going through a simple sort of of thing like the oast academy i think would really be time well spent because um in fact i'm going to do it myself actually i'm going to yeah, get go through that process it. because i think you know it is this continuous learning um that we all need to do you know nobody in mean, whatever position or however experienced you are could really claim to be an expert in this because it constantly moves um, so i think yeah that's it's really important
1: I'll tell you a a quick story as well just to illustrate that point about how important it is to understand what it is you're paying for if you engage a specialist. Um, My my last uh, major um, interim marketing director assignment was with um, a well-known leisure and hospitality brand. Let's leave it at that. And they they were paying an agency for four grand a month to do SEO for them. And when I delved into it, um, nothing was being done. And when I, when I say nothing, I mean nothing was being done. And that's a failure of marketing leadership in not not challenging enough to understand. Okay, in return for this money, what exactly are you doing? Help me understand that. And uh, yeah, it was quite quite shocking.
0: yes yes i think that that's a really really good point i think once we know the the questions then we need to start challenging and it's not a challenging in an aggressive way it's challenging in a because you know maybe there is some amazing work that's happening but i think just not going down the route of just literally searching on Google yourself, because you will get a skewed view, because you've probably been to your website a number of times, Google knows that. So it's gonna give you your results. You know, if you search on your own name, for example, or you search on your own brand or your own organization, You're going to get a skewed view. If I search on it, I'm going to get a different set of results. So don't rely on what you see. A lot of people do this. I know with my clients, you know, they say, oh, when I've searched for such and such, I see this and I don't see this competitor and I see this and I'm saying, yeah, but I can't see what you see because we're all getting a different um digital experience and that's the reality so this is why we have to dig behind the scenes much as nick's described to get those answers because what you see front end isn't what your customer's going to see necessarily so we've got to be very careful making those big assumptions hannah you were the one who came up with i think from memory you were the one who came up with the idea of doing the, uh, yeah. the SEO as a, as a topic here do, do you have access to to the website at all
1: um, well, I think it's it's based on WordPress, but do you need WordPress to use Yoast SEO? I th-
0: I would imagine um, yes. Is it's the only place I've seen it, but I would imagine there are other plugins. Um, Sorry, sorry. I would imagine it works as a plugin on other platforms as well. But if you're on WordPress, then you definitely get access to it. Yeah, you definitely get access to it. So I would think if you ask the web company for um, a a login to, to it and then just go and have a look, literally, if you just look at one of the pages, you'll see at the bottom of the page, it will say, you know, when you've got the text at the top and the text and image boxes and stuff, if you look right down to the bottom of the page, you should see Yoast come up as a little kind of drop down menu so you'll know very quickly whether it's there and if it isn't you can ask for it it's very yeah, like I google mean, they, analytics because they,
1: already be doing it,
0: um, mm.
1: they I do think it would have, be useful um, to know agency in charge of actually doing the seo oh, okay um, i mean i could try it myself
0: um, mm. Mm. so i think in that way i think it's it's worth asking those questions but i think you know for all of us and anybody watching this on catch up i think there's a real value to doing this Yoast Academy, as Nick says, you know, it's, it's quite light touch, it's quite easy to do. And I think putting time aside, this is one of those things that is never gonna go away from you. As long as you're in digital marketing, you are gonna need to know this stuff and it's, it becomes ever more important the further you get in your careers. Um, You know, for me, I've been doing this stuff, you know, since the the mid 90s. And I've seen how long, you know, and how sort of detailed and how, how much this has changed. And it's as valuable to me today as it was back then. So I think, you know, this is a real investment of time. If you can make the time to do something like that, Yoast Academy, you'll learn so much that will just be there for you in your kind of your toolkit forever, really. That sounds really good. Um, so, Carl, I mean, you're, you're on the, the call as well. I can't see you, but I know, I know you're uh, sort of in the session. Are you doing um, sort of much SEO? I'm guessing, because obviously you're very product centric, aren't you? I would imagine there's, there's quite a bit of SEO going on in, on your site. Not sure whether Carl can hear us or not. Uh, it might possibly be just on. Uh, visual only um so uh, so yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can do then um there's our half hour gone we tend to uh, race through this very very quickly don't we on these friday focus but i think you know we've got some key learnings there is that um yoast or equivalents can be our friend let's dig into this yoast academy um and what i'll do is i'll add um if we're all in agreement um we'll add into the uh, one I think it's going to be in four weeks time um, we'll do a Google analytics as a kind of a follow-up sort of part two uh, to this because then we can look at this and say well okay if I make those changes where can I look to see what the difference actually is because you know it's great having a Colour-coded, sort of yes and no. You've done a good thing. You haven't done a good thing. But it's obviously also important to see that yes, actually, it improved the number of people who came through, and actually, what they did when they reached the site. So um, yeah, we need results and evidence always, don't we? So, any final comments or observations?
1: Um, is text SEO is that like off-site, and then content SEO is on-site?
0: Offsite is more kind of how you're pushing, it's a kind of a bit of both, really, because it's more about how. So, the offsite is more how you're pushing people um, using SEO within things like social. So, if you do a social post, signposting some content on your site, that would be kind of offsite SEO designed yeah. to consistently lead somebody on their journey to the actual page itself. So, kind of, no, so landing pages, for example, are a really good example. Um, And it's kind of knowing that journey and knowing that route that you're trying to take people on and making sure those search terms, those descriptions, those SEO uh, sort of key phrases are there sort of throughout that journey. So people basically stay on the the path that you've set for them. And it's about plotting it in advance, really, not just hoping they arrive on the page and then just letting them get on with it. It's about planning it in advance. Great. So thank you very much for coming along. Great to see you again. And um, let me just double check what we have in store for next week. And again, I'll put the uh, obviously the recording of this. So if you need to sort of catch up with any of those uh, those terms, uh, we'll put that uh, in the uh, recording, which you'll see in Slack Um, next week. um, I think Jasmine is coming along to talk about perceptual mapping. Um, So this was something that she and Nick were talking about, and we all felt that it would be be a really good thing to uh, to basically understand kind of how you do perceptual mapping and and actually what it is. Um, So I'm looking to learn from that one as well. Uh, But for now, um, this was search engine optimization and I shall see you again. If I don't see you before in a one-to-one, I shall see you again, same time, same place next week.